Thank you for choosing Tox News, a poor dumb rebellion broadcast. Boy, oh boy, am I doing another take. Because guess what happened? You guessed it, the internet went down. And hopefully, I don't have to bang my head into a fucking wall this time. Alright. Let's see how long it lasts before I just give up on this episode entirely. Oh, man, I have a program for you. We got Fox News saying critics blast AOC for selling tax the rich t uh, sweatshirts. And then we have James O'Keefe on the Ben Shapiro show talking about how he listened to CNN's editorial meetings for two months. Um, James O'Keefe has been well known for his grifting. Um, he always does this like undercover journalism shit and eventually everything he does ends up getting debunked or is just uh, the truth stretched out to um, egregious yoga positions. So hopefully my internet does not go down, otherwise I do not know what I'm going to do about it. But uh, I'm not going to be streaming this because of that, so hopefully that's not part of the fucking reason. It's uh, pure frustrating when you just want to do a podcast. When you just want to do a podcast, it's incredibly infuriating when uh, your internet will not just let you do a podcast. But just to begin at the top, real quick, quick, uh, we have law enforcement, uh, Washington Post reporting that law enforcement took more stuff from people than burglars did last year. Asset forfeitures have surpassed burglaries. Asset forfeiture being that the uh, police uh, uh, grab and take uh, uh, criminals' property or people convicted of crimes. And uh, an article has been posted here from the Institute for Justice. You're all allowed. Completely, uh, um, uh, I, I encourage everybody to go look this up. Um, I'm not going to be covering it here, but it is a pretty good read. But it says, Policing for Profit, the Abuse of Civil Asset Forfeiture. So if you want more information on that, go check out the Institute for justice, it is an incredibly long read. It is not uh, something that I'm going to be covering here. Uh, maybe someday. But uh, even, I think, um, John Oliver had uh, a bit on that a couple years ago, talking about the uh, abuse of the asset forfeiture back then. So you can also check out last week tonight's coverage of it. Um, also trending on Twitter is Mitch McConnell. Um, and yesterday I had reported that mid or not yesterday, the, I think two episodes ago, right? Um, I had reported that, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, is kind of stifling the economy and any success that we might have from it. Um, Robert Reich here tweets about Mitch McConnell saying, if you turn 18, oh, this is to Georgians specifically because they're having a runoff election. If you turn 18 by January 5th, 2021, you are eligible to vote for runoff elections that will determine whether we take control of the Senate from Mitch McConnell. So that's uh, pretty important. Um, but Mitch McConnell is uh, trending because of a New York Times opinion article that says the winter Mitch McConnell created. Uh, Mitch McConnell has been kind of stifling any more relief packages for the working class and small businesses. He has mainly focused his efforts on corporations and also not really pressuring the president to do anything about COVID. Um, 
I was really hoping Mitch McConnell was going to lose in the election, and yet somehow he was able to retain his seat. Uh, WTF GOP uh, says, breaking news, the U.S. House just voted to decriminalize marijuana on a federal level. Georgia voters, Mitch McConnell will not allow this to pass in the Senate, but if you vote for John Osef, uh, yeah, John Osef and Raphael Warnock, marijuana will be legalized in 50 states. And, you know, honestly, it's about time uh, for marijuana to uh, be decriminalized and legalized through the federal government because the war against marijuana has done nothing but harm people. So I am all for it. And then uh, it seems the Pentagon is also trending. So I'm going to check it out real quick, quick. Uh, let's see. The Pentagon is appointing Trump advisors. McConnell rejected another bipartisan COVID relief bill. If you're in Georgia, you need to vote. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the White House removed nine members of the Pentagon's Defense Business Board on Friday and installed people loyal to President Donald Trump in their place, including presidential allies Corey Lewandowski and David Bossie. I wonder, like, how that's shaking out because Trump is leaving office next month. So, it also apparently... Uh, just breaking about 30 minutes ago, Trump orders Pentagon to pull nearly 700 troops from Somalia. I don't think that's very significant. There's still upwards over a thousand troops that are there, so 700 would only probably knock it down in half. Um, yeah, I think those are uh, important uh, things for the listeners to follow up on if you are interested in hearing those things. Uh, and uh, being informed on that. I'm just here to kind of plant the seed. Uh, it's your job to water it because what this show is really here for is that right-wing narrative, that sweet, sweet right-wing propaganda. Oh, yes, yes. I am just already frothing at the mouth for it. So before my internet goes down, let's get into it. Uh, Fox News, America's Newsroom, I think is what this uh, sh show is called. So let's let's do it. Oh, you know, the professionalism stays true on this because I did not have the volume ready for it. So what we're going to have to do is rewind, even though you did not join me on the journey when I first started. So uh, take two. Ocasio-Cortez responding to the criticism by saying, quoting here, Republicans are freaking out because we don't use slave wage labor for merch that funds grassroots organizing. But what's the difference between Trump's merch and ours? Ours is made in the U.S. And for GOP who joked that we should give shirts for free, we actually do just volunteer. Carly Shimkus, member of the Fox News Headlines 24-7 crew, joins us now. Carly, it's always great to see you. Talk to you at the end of the show. You know, at least AOC didn't wear this sweatshirt into the French Laundry in Napa Valley, which wouldn't have got her a little bit more trouble, right? I mean, she could have done that. She didn't do yeah. that. Am what I the only person that, yeah, am I the only person <laughs> that didn't know what the French laundry was until this week? Uh, but yeah, um, AOC's campaign now has its own. I don't like his joke about the French laundry in Napa Valley, especially because uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is in New York City. She's in the state of New York, and I had to look up what they were talking about because I was really confused, and uh, it's in San Francisco. So I don't know how that joke really connects because they could have really picked a laundromat that was in New York that probably would have been more uh, applicable. Um, let's see here. 
I'm trying to find specifically too where she uh put this up. Let's see. Do 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 I'm not uh let's see, is there a specific website black on Oh what she posted something about Project Veritas here. Oh, Project Veritas received uh, PPP loans. Wow, half a million dollars went to Project Veritas, which is uh, the organization that James O'Keefe heads. So that's very fascinating here. And I, uh, you know, they got bailed out um, as if Project Veritas needs uh, bailing out for what they do, which is, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, non-essential, especially with how much misinformation they spread. Uh, what... AOC had to say about it was black-owned small businesses were widely shut out from accessing PPP loans, yet right-wing disinfo organization Project Veritas took half a million in public money while decrying direct federal assistance as radical socialism. And she said republicanism in a nutshell. Also, they're based in Mamorenic? I don't know where that is. Mamorenic? Oh, it's in New York. Okay. So... Let's see here. Um, just want to stay on here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go. Own a store. So she's essentially a business owner. It is the official AOC shop. So working under a purely socialist system, she would take the profits from her store and distribute them evenly to everyone, even members of Congress that she doesn't like. But because this is America and under a... That's not how socialism works. I don't think that this uh, um, news anchor understands how a worker co-op operates. You don't just start handing out the uh, labor value to literally anybody unless you're going to pay your taxes. Capitalist system. How many are you going to interrupt? How many? Huh? Oh, yeah? If you've been listening for the past two episodes, maybe even three, roommate. Yet again. It's going to be a short episode, I swear. Maybe not. Who knows? She and her team got together. They brainstormed. They thought of gear that her supporters would like. And because every purchase is a campaign donation, she gets to benefit from that hard work, which sounds like a great system. A system that would create the most prosperous country in the world. So because it's a campaign donation, that means that it doesn't go directly into... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, uh, f like, pocket. I'm pretty sure that means that it actually goes towards her campaign. If she were to put that in her pocket, I'm pretty sure that's a crime. So I don't know if she's alleging that a Ale Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is committing a crime, but it does seem that she's really just trying to build the idea that uh, AOC is a hypocrite because she sells merch. Uh, to fund her campaign and various other programs that need donations. And why not actually give a donation that you then receive like a sweatshirt for? You know, that's in a lot of ways uh, can benefit people more than, you know, just giving. A, I'm not saying that you shouldn't give donations unless there's a, a reciprocal gift at the end of it. But it does seem like here's this sweater for your donation. And people are going to be like, oh, that's pretty tight pretty cool 
And yes, it is ironic that she created a $58. Originally, the price tag, I believe, was $65 uh, tax the rich sweatshirt. I could see it on a bunch of college students and having... I'm not really sure what the ironic part is um, because, you know, we still live in a capitalist system where money is... Uh, king and God, so you have to have money in order to uh, fund campaigns, fund uh, nonprofit organizations, um, and fund yourself. So I don't know what the irony really is here, besides the fact that she's selling stuff, um, which is pretty weak because uh, everybody has to do that in order to uh, you know make money, um, whether it's your time or your labor or uh, a product their parents uh, be very surprised and horrified by the sweatshirt in which their young children are wearing. And then she says that college students would buy this and their parents would be terrified by what their young children are wearing. And I forgot the part where like uh, eligible voters are children. I'm pretty sure at that age when they hit college, they are actually adults. Um, of course, you know, the parents, you know, they're children to their parents but uh you know parents have to come to terms that you know children grow up so i i find that fascinating and also too that as if like the kids who get this all their parents are republican apparently and they're all doing this as a rebellious act against the conservatism that raised them no I mean, it's even more likely that the parents are actually a bit more liberal or progressive, and that led to their kids being liberal or progressive. So, um, what are we going for here? Yeah, 58 bucks. She's getting a lot of pushback on this. We should show some of these tweets on social media. Matt's Idea Shop tweets, AOC selling $65. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually get one of Ben Shapiro's, because Ben Shapiro tweeted about this multiple times yesterday. And I found it hilarious because he, he, uh, Hassan Piker brought up a good, uh, picture of them selling Christmas ornaments for the same price or like $3 less than the sweater that, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is selling. So for Christmas ornaments at the price of $55, you can rep daily wire for Christmas sweatshirts that you say are now 58 that say tax the rich that only rich people can afford should just say tax me ah. when you're aiming wait only rich people can afford 58 dollars sweaters i feel like i've seen sweaters that are pricier than that for socialism but you hit capitalism and then you have this from the daily color <laughs> you can you can aim for socialism in a capitalist uh economy um, but she would have to be profiting uh, off of that. And yeah, that's not necessarily how that how socialism or capitalism really works. They're really trying to conflate the idea that she's a hypocrite. Foundation. Hey, AOC, I can't afford this sweatshirt right now. You got a coupon code for the non rich. So she's getting some. The person who tweeted that is. Um verified and now i'm going to look up who it is mary marg olahan mary marg olohan she's verified um and she's uh, social issues at the daily caller news foundation 
Um, she may not be rich, but I feel like she's just trying to make a joke that only, I mean, she, she works for the Daily Caller, so that's conservative. So, of course, she's just here for the dunks, for the shit posting. Um, but I'm sure she could afford the sweater. I'm sure she, there's some, uh, some piece of clothing that she's paid for that is higher than $58. But I'm not really going to accuse her of anything other than shit posting, which is what that is. Give me heat for Yeah, this. you know what? Um... This, it's really difficult, and this is sort of the theme of the week for these elected leaders uh, to live up to their own high standards. Um, mm -hmm. And it's been, the AOC falls into this trap from time to time because it's very difficult to live under her worldview. Um, I, uh, last year, the New York Post came out with a story of how she and her campaign spent $30,000 on Uber rides when the subway was just a few feet away from her office going mm -hmm. against the green. Mac Weldon is a pretty normal brand uh their sweatshirt which is blank and gray goes for 68 dollars there are other sweatshirts here that are you know cheaper depends on what you're gonna get bulk appeal of course is a lot cheaper which you know you would take that and flip it into maybe a branding and then resell it um but uh there are expensive ones uh 41 has american flag and guns so for $17 less, you can get that if you really want to. This one by American Giant is $112, and it's a zip hoodie. So um, it, it really depends on, you know, where exactly AOC is going to be used those funds, and she is claiming that it's going to her campaign, which, um, you know, has a lot of people working for and then also uh nonprofit organizations so you know trying to maximize donations i think 58 dollars really isn't that egregious green new deal um there was also a story about how she spent all this money on amazon and then she Wait, i need to rewind um, there was subway was just a few in her campaign spent thirty thousand dollars on uber rides when the subway was just a few feet away from her office going mm. against the green new deal um there was also a story about how she yeah, but it's not as if she only went from her house to her office. Um, and can we acknowledge how many millions of dollars President Trump used of taxpayer money to do his campaign rallies all throughout this year? Because it was millions of our money for his campaign. She spent all this money on Amazon and then she... I like too how like because the Green New Deal is expensive because it's like restructuring our economy and also our energy, um, you know, that's like, you know, throwing her under the bus as well, even though, you know, if we spend that money now, we won't have to spend as much money fighting off the worst effects of climate change, but that's for another video drove Amazon out of New York and all the jobs with it. So you could add this. Yeah, and uh, Amazon didn't make the headquarters there, but pe uh, people, I, I can't remember who exactly, they just didn't want to make the concessions of like the massive tax subsidies that Amazon was going to receive when it, you know, already receives so much. Like it in 2019, they received a rebate in their taxes. So Amazon made money by paying taxes. And um, yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, denying a headquarters because it, the tax subsidies that it wanted were too high, uh, 
not enough tax money going into the state that it wanted to set up the headquarters, I think that is a fair reason not to host the richest man in the world. Sort of tax the rich uh, sweatshirt to that list. I think it's a, it's a matter of kind of reading the room, though, Carly. It's one of those things where, you know, she also got pushed back, I think, last year, a couple of years ago, when she went on the cover of, I think, Vanity Fair wearing some $14,000 outfit. It wasn't her outfit. I mean, they didn't give it to her that. But it's the whole idea of just reading the room. It's optics when you're a politician. And when you're fighting for socialism and, <laughs> you know, you want the rich to give everything back, there's a way to kind of gauge the... T I think AOC has said that she's a Democratic socialist and she might you know down to her core be more of a socialist and would like to see that in this country um but i think aoc is much more focused on actually helping uh lower income working class uh average american citizens um, rather than the business class which apparently just equates you to socialism these days even though actual socialism would demand the abolishment of capitalism and the hierarchy of ceos and board members and focusing in on workers co-ops i would guess that if i asked aoc if she was pro worker co-op she would say yes but um she's not quite uh, socialist because she still works in the system as it is trying to push forward more governmental programs um, and uh, government assistance to those who are most vulnerable which in America we consider to be democratic socialist so um, yeah they're you know I mean they're calling Joe Biden a socialist and he's the most centrist moderate that has ever uh, existed. So, of course, they're not going to be able to use nomenclatures uh, perfectly well. Um, so, Temperature, and I'm not sure that, that she's quite done that as of Yeah, worst. yeah, you said it so well. And I get, you know, to be fair to her, um, the Tax the Rich sweatshirt, um, although it is receiving criticism, is now sold out in all sizes from small to triple X. Um, the Green New Deal sweatshirt that she's selling. Oh, I bet they're just like pissed pissed that it sold out that it did so well i'm just so pissed and unlike trump's uh merchandise it's actually made in america is also sold out but there are other items that haven't sold out just yet like uh drink water and don't be racist that's a bumper sticker not <laughs> um so popular it's still available on her website so because she's now a business was that an ad was that a plug this woman, I'm sure she's going to look at those numbers and try and figure out how to prosper uh, using her online store even more. Yeah, and lastly, just to educate you, I can't tell is she a socialist or is she a capitalist because their double think here is kind of twisting my brain into knots, which is probably the objective uh, that they want on all of their viewers because a viewer who can think straight wouldn't be watching Fox News. Got him. On the French Laundry, Carly, you know, it's $350 average per person, right? You, there's several courses. They're all very small. It's wonderful, uh, apparently, I hear. And yeah, the average never. bill is like $1,000 without wine. Yeah, that, that, that's why I've never heard of it. I hate restaurants that serve plates with foam on them, too. Foam, not for yeah. me. Okay, so was that also a dunk on like poor people? Because like I won't eat anywhere that doesn't have fine china. So then at the end they were like elitist. That was so weird. That was such a weird segment. But they have to do it because they're so anti-socialist that you know they 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 have to cling on to this culture war rather than discussing AOC's actual policies or anything 
more relevant to uh, the discussion of the issues that American citizens face, they uh, have to just defame the character that is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, basically, you know, making a replica scarecrow for them all to yell at. But uh, moving on uh, to our final piece here, uh, the James O'Keefe on the Ben Shapiro show. Lego. Joining us on the line is James O'Keefe, founder and president of Project Veritas. On Tuesday morning, he live-streamed the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker's 9 a.m. editorial call. And he says that he has been recording for months these CNN internal calls, and they're going to start releasing clips from the calls today at 7 p.m. Well, James, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. So first of all, I'm not going to ask how you got access to the calls. I assume you have somebody inside the inside the game over at CNN. Obviously, Jeff Zucker seemed uh, somewhat taken aback when you started talking to him on the conference call. And now CNN is threatening legal action against you. What do you make of that? Well, I mean, the legal action, I mean, it's ridiculous. And uh, I think Jeff's just mad and embarrassed, uh, you know, to be threatening me with arrest for reporting on the phone call. But yeah, Ben, we have uh, insider sources inside the organization. And that's what it's the paragon of investigative reporting to have that sort of thing. So it's really ironic for CNN to be threatening me. But definitely, Jeff was shocked to hear me tell him that we've been recording the calls for two months. And uh, we've been we've been just releasing those clips last night. We're going to continue to release them day by day. So let's go through some of the clips that, that you've been releasing. Uh, what were the clips that you released last night for people who missed it? So there was a clip of um, of a couple different. Uh, there was Jeff Zucker himself talking about the need to not normalize the president, to sort of lean into certain things and not cover others. Uh, there's a clip where they're talking about how the 9/11, the transition, and they're sort of uh, saying the transition is going to affect national security. Uh, they're talking about Tucker Carlson being a white supremacist. That's the general counsel of of CNN saying that Fox News is the white supremacist hour. And general, yeah. But you do you remember uh, when um, Tucker Carlson had to let go of his white supremacist chief editor uh, because his chief editor got caught saying some shysty things on a on a, a message board. So that might actually be more relevant to the context rather than just saying that they get on phone calls to talk crap about uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, so the, the needed context there is that Tucker Carlson's chief editor, I think writer of his segments, uh, was caught saying white supremacist shysty things on message boards. So, um, you know, Tucker Carlson having a white supremacist write his things, and also Tucker Carlson really going out of his way to support Trump. Uh, how can you not? think that he's a white supremacist. Generally, there's this ethos of of Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, which is unusual for a media CEO, a media a conglomerate CEO, to be directing the narrative, to be telling his reporters what to cover and what not to cover. And as the, you know, the president of my Are own- Are you kidding me? That has been the job of news editors since the beginning of news. Are you kidding me? They say, yes, report on that. No, don't report on that. Are you kidding me? As if this is some kind of revelation that uh, news outlets uh, focus on certain stories and ignore others. As if we have finally been led to the light. Thank you, James O'Keefe, for such just unprofound wisdom organization featuring journalists, they kind of tell me what the story is. I don't really direct them in that particular way. So you sort of see how the sausage is made on these first few clips there at CNN. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure we really do. I'm sure, I'm sure we do. Yeah, it, it is pretty incredible that CNN is still considered an objective news source. Oh, and the internet, and the internet takes a L. Oh, oh, and the internet takes an L mid-podcast. It happened yet again. Oh, how many times can it happen? I just, I love when I try to record a podcast and my internet says, no, thou shalt be silent. Thou shalt not react to Ben Shapiro and James O'Keefe. I'm going to give it a little bit because it seems like it is reconnecting, but God, gee golly gosh, guys. Gee golly gosh. It is uh, a struggle to do this, and I feel like I'm going to have to have a specialist come look at it because that's really my only option. I did a troubleshoot through uh, remotely through my phone, and uh, it told me that I have to make an appointment with a specialist, so that's that's where I'm sitting at here. Um, but what's very fascinating is that, you know, uh, they they find it funny that CNN is still held as credible, um, even though what James O'Keefe still doesn't have, what he just said really doesn't knock the credibility of it, unless you support Tucker Carlson and don't believe he's a white supremacist. I just want to highlight here that not too long ago, uh, Tucker Carlson's lawyer argued that any well-informed person would not take Tucker Carlson seriously, and that's why Tucker Carlson shouldn't be held liable for the things that he says on his TV show. Why do we, if if CNN is allow, uh, isn't allowed to be credible, why is Tucker Carlson? Oh, that's right, because we only support members of the party. Oh, I mean, I really should have just connected those dots. I don't know why I wouldn't have been able to figure out uh, why Ben Shapiro supports Tucker Carlson but does not uh, like CNN one single bit. I mean, I really should have just connected those dots, but it just, you know, it, sometimes it takes the verbal, verbal line to finally make it to the dot of that's what it, that's what it is. Um, Oh, it looks like now my internet is blinking all kinds of lights. Okay, now it's going back to green. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. I love my internet so much. So much. This is this is amazing. I I I I'm going to have the greatest podcast that has ever existed because my internet is just so top notch. Oh boy. So, let's just read some headlines from Reddit while we see if the if that fix. Oscar Isaac is set to star as Solid Snake in Sony's Metal Gear Solid movie. Hopefully it's a good movie. I don't really care who the actor is. I think I've seen Isaac in a few things, and he's a pretty good actor. Um, so let's move on. Daniel Radcliffe reports that he won't get Twitter because he knows he would argue with people. All right. Good on him. I wonder if he would argue with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> uh, IBM detects hacking ploy to target COVID vaccine supply. That's weird. This is reported by TV Guardian. 
Researchers from technology giant IBM say hackers have tried to collect information on the global initiative for distributing coronavirus vaccine to developing countries. They say a nation state appeared to be involved. Ew. Oh, that was a very short story. Maybe it's followed up by a video. You need a Vivint smart security Oh, that's not... Learn more nope. Nope. Oh my... Lord. Yeah, so there's a video to go with it. Alright, moving on. The mystery, the mystery of the Gatwick drone. A drone sighting caused the airport to close for two days in 2018, but despite a lengthy police investigation, no culprit was ever found. Hmm. The Guardian reports. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Franklin family sees $8,000 drained from checking account after visit to Brentwood AT&T. Oh my god. Family says money stolen after simple transaction. Ugh. Light-based quantum computer exceeds fastest classical supercomputers. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, at this point, we're going to see the same exponential climb for quantum computing that we have for most computers. Um, and the implications of that, um, a, a computer that is able to calculate that fast... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that actually shapes the future and evolves with 5G rolling out. Uh, BBC reports a Japanese spacecraft is delivering to Earth the first large sample of rock and soil from an asteroid. It's pretty cool. Um, the Guardian then reports no-kill lab-grown meat to go on sale for first time. Singapore's approval of chicken cells grown in bioreactors is seen as landmark moment across industry. And I can't help but agree since we've been doing um, like chicken holocausts for so many generations. Um, I think it's uh, uh, I think it's, you know, very interesting that we can grow these meats and, um, you know, hopefully it has no uh, serious health repercussions to it. But uh, just the idea that we don't have to continually slaughter uh, chicken might make meat a, a bit more ethical. Twitter may ban President Trump from social media platform after inauguration. And maybe that's why that's why he wants to repeal Section 230. Um, Biden's popular vote margin over Trump tops 7 million. Sick. Um it says right here by the root, I'm not saying Donald Trump is planning a coup, but he's doing exactly what someone would do if they were planning a coup. Yeah. Uh, Business Insider reports Ivanka Trump is accused of letting her father's inauguration committee overpay a Trump hotel. Now she's calling the investigation a waste of taxpayer dollars. Hell yeah. Uh, Newsweek reports Matt Gates among dozens of Republicans attending secret party despite COVID surge. Yeah, I mean, he's been a firm denier of uh, doing anything about COVID, so he, he's going to stay strong. This is very on-brand for Matt Gates and several Republicans. Very on-brand indeed. Let's see if the Wi-Fi works. You got you to gotta love uh, uh, the 3G LTE because it, it keeps this podcast rolling. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Uh, critics of canceling student debt weren't afraid 
aren't afraid it won't work they're afraid it will and that's because you know there's a massive industry behind collecting that student debt it's uh in the i think there's over a trillion dollars in student debt right now and somebody's looking at that saying oh this is an opportunity so that's uh that's part of it oh internet why are you doing this to me <sighs> all right i'm gonna try and do it one more time this is what happens when you're too poor. You don't deserve a podcast, is what it is. Ah! Thankfully, the modem is in my room, and I can hopefully get it back working. Otherwise, uh, and this is really bumming me out. New Zealand Prime Minister declares climate emergency, joining 30-plus countries, pledging to be carbon neutral by 2025. Uh, it was reported in 2018, 2019 that we had 12 years left to mitigate the worst consequences of climate change. And, you know, getting within that margin is not bad. And hopefully we can kind of skirt some of the more devastating weather effects. But uh, we kind of need everybody to do it. So good on New Zealand, but uh, bad on the United States because we've been horrible at uh, staying committed to that uh, issue, especially since Trump was in office. He was very uh, coal fracking oil friendly. Uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Oh man, Breonna Taylor's case, state board rejects request for special prosecutor. That's unfortunate. I did even read recently that uh, the city of Aurora was uh, contemplating throwing out the lawsuit for Elijah McClain. So, um, you know, it's, it, it sounds like that there's going to be more protests because justice is being refused. Um, GOP trying to block people who don't own cars from voting in Georgia. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously? I'm going to expand on this one. Because democracy is important. Oh man. Very frustrating. Very frustrating that my internet is uh, literally the worst. <laughs> and now my LTE isn't working very well. And if I were to wear tinfoil, I would think that somebody is really trying to uh, silence my free speech. But uh, I'm not wearing that. I feel that the internet connection is just really not on my side. Hmm... Yep, the modem keeps blinking, and the phone does not load either. This is this is great. This is great. Everything that I want to do, I can't. This is amazing. I love it. Why would I get mad? 
Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calls for a fresh wave of $1,200 stimulus checks that are excluded from the latest COVID-19 relief bill gaining momentum in Congress. Because, of course, that's the one that's gaining momentum in Congress, is the one that doesn't uh, needlessly spend money on uh, working-class citizens, of course. Let's see. Trump not... Uh, uh, oops. Woo. All right, getting back to it. Those not wearing masks violating others, other citizens' fundamental rights, says the Supreme Court of India. <laughs> Man, if only we were so close to enlightenment uh in america let's see florida investigation finds governor misled public on covid as cases rose yeah <laughs> yeah you mean the the governor who decided to uh open the entire economy before the pandemic was even remotely close to being over which it still isn't yeah of, yeah yeah what yeah this is yeah of course 274,000 dead, and Trump obsesses over election conspiracy theories. Where's the outrage? It's on the left. It's on the left because the right is completely okay with Trump, uh, you know, harming the integrity of our elections and ignoring COVID. So, you know, that's, uh, that's it. That's that sauce right there. That's that sauce. Trump's new citizenship test is full of conservative bias and dotted with mistakes, reports Politico. Uh, Trump's plant in the DOJ has been barred from the building after she harassed staff for evidence of election fraud. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> That one's that one's actually pretty funny. I, I like that a lot. I like that he sent somebody in to pressure his own Department of Justice to look for election fraud, and they just keep saying there isn't any. It's amazing. This is like this is just the most incompetent coup that has ever graced the shores of America. Oh man. Oh, no internet connection. Oh my god. I mean, do I just like watch it on my phone, that horrible speaker, and just try my best? You know, that's it's it, it would sound terrible, but like it would at least get the episode moving because like I'm already this deep in recording. I can't believe my internet is this shitty. Oh my god. And it's going to be on the on the on the video on YouTube and wow. You know? Wow. So, yeah. Let's see how this goes. This is the worst idea I have ever had, but I need to do this cuz I'm already 40 minutes deep. <sighs> oh, even Ben Shapiro did a whole segment about AOC's expensive t-shirts and sweatshirts. Amazing. Turning sunlight is James O'Keefe on Tuesday morning, he live-streamed the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker's 9 a.m. editorial call. And he says that he has been recording for months these CNN internal calls. Yeah. And going to start releasing We're just going to have to roll with it. So let's go to after the point of the CNN. Why is it even credible? We'll have to fast forward to where we were at. talking about Tucker Carlson being a white supremacist. That's the general counsel of, of CNN saying that Fox News is the white supremacist hour. And generally, there's this ethos of, of Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, which is unusual for a media CEO, a media conglomerate CEO, to be directing 
the narrative, to be telling his reporters what to cover and what not to cover. And as the, you know, the president of my own organization featuring journalists, they kind of tell me what the story is. I don't really direct them in that particular way. So you sort of see how the sausage is made on these first few clips there at CNN. Yeah, it is pretty incredible that CNN is still considered an objective news source by so many people, and it is very obvious that the editorial take is being driven by, by the top. I mean, there have been rumors that Jeff Zucker is on his way out. Do you think this is going to contribute in any way to uh, Jeff Zucker retiring from CNN? Given oh, I do. Humiliating? I do. I, I, I say that because of the reactions from CNN. They, they have been, I've been doing CNN exposés for years, and this is the first time they've really reacted to it. I mean, CNN corporate communications has put out a I mean, honestly, this is the first time I've ever heard him doing a, a, a CNN uh, uncovering of anything. Statements. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, if the head of CNN doesn't retire or leave. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, um, because James O'Keefe is usually full of shit. And they, he actually, on the, if you watch the video of me live streaming, they, they were so taken aback. Uh, and it's sort of like the psychological aspect, too. Now, I, I believe that they should be transparent. I don't think they should be ashamed of anything they're saying right there uh, on those calls. Um, but I think that they're shaking in their boots. And just the fact... What do you mean they shouldn't be ashamed? If they're actually spreading misinformation and hurting their own credibility, don't you think they should be ashamed of that being a news source? That's, that's such a weird take on that. That we have you know, hundreds of hours of recordings and we're going to release them a little bit at a time I, akin to a December advent calendar day by day. I think that's just psychologically traumatizing to Jeff Zucker. So I'm, I'm not asking for you <laughs> to uh, sort of blow up your, your release schedule, but what is the uh, kind of general tenor of some of the material that you're looking to release in upcoming days? You know, there's something coming out today about like Hunter Biden and Zucker's talking about that and, and what to cover, what not to cover. Um, I think a lot of this stuff, Ben, is not... I feel like if there was something actually, like, really credible to cover about that, then he should just kind of lay out a little bit for Ben Shapiro, but I think he wants everybody to just go click it and watch it, because, of course, that will contribute to Project Veritas. I don't know if it'll shock people, because the Chirons on CNN are already so shocking. I don't think people are going to go, whoa! But I do think it it gives an insight, it, it, it kind of confirm suspicions about how the sausage is made, how how the organization manufactures consent, to quote Noam Chomsky, how they how they, oh. how they kind of tell people Right wing shill James O'Keefe quotes libertarian socialist anarchist Noam Chomsky. Oh my god. What's even better too is that he works in a propaganda machine. So it's very fascinating that he's talking about the manufacturing of consent that directly deals with uh, <laughs> the uh, propaga uh, pro propaganda machine, which, you know, uh, Project Veritas is very much for the right wing. What the narrative is and what the story is, and that's not journalism. What's fascinating, too, to me is that James O'Keefe uh, had a, uh, a person who worked for the post office come out and say that they switched the dates for ballots that were received, and that story has completely died. He's not even talking about it. He's probably not going to talk about it. And the reason is, is because the post uh, post office worker came out and said he was offered money to say those things. 
just like in a lot of other cases there was another one with some they said that uh this one dude was harvesting like hundreds of ballots even though it was less than that and um that and, and they you know tried to pay him off too to tell that story so um james o'keefe was perpetuating the election fraud and now we seem to be pivoting away from that into something that um is a little bit more in James O'Keefe's uh, ball field, but uh, still, there's no real signs of him uh, telling the truth. And I don't actually see CNN feeling too much of a threat, in my opinion. So I think it's important work, and I hopefully, hopefully, it draws out more whistleblowers inside these companies to come out like the person who came to me inside CNN. So you've had a wide variety of whistleblowers at a wide variety of these media companies. Uh, and uh, has there been more of an increase in that, given the fact that these companies have become so overtly political as, as in recent years? I mean, they're always political, but they used to at least try to hide it. What? Yeah, the whistleblower. Oh, what? Oh, what? CNN has always been political. It's a political news. What? What is he talking about? Toss. We used to, we, we still do undercover work, but undercover work's about access. So you, you, people have to be incredibly brave, almost self-sacrificial to do this. They have to basically jump on a grenade in most cases. We saw with the postal workers, with the election, and you know the ballots. But uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter, CNN, New York Times, there are people inside these institutions that are so, uh, you know, betrayed by by what the oath they thought they were taking when they joined those networks. And there are even a few what? people reached out to me off the record. What? What? Oaths? You take an oath when you take a job? <laughs> Jesus Christ. To tell me that and to and to kind of praise what we're doing, but it's like the, you know, the Soviet Union, they can't they can't ever ever say that to anyone or even publicly. James well, because that would probably like if they're whistleblowing from their company in the same way that Google had fired two workers from unionizing, it's, you know, it's company policy. And companies have always been authoritarian, especially in America. You know, it's a it's a hierarchy, hierarchical system that is extremely authoritarian. They tell you what time you're supposed to show up, what you're supposed to wear, what you're supposed to say, what you're supposed to do, and what time you're allowed to leave, what time your lunch is. It is an authoritarian structure. And you know who else would tell you that? Noam fucking Chomsky. He founder and president of Project Veritas. Obviously, every time you drop a tape, I cuss a lot. Uh, immediately, immediately respond by suggesting that you are selectively editing and that you're a con artist. This goes all the way back to uh, Acorn, uh, back in our right. salad days when we were both uh, working with Andrew Breitbart. Uh, so how do you respond to the allegations that uh, all of this is basically just you taking things out of context and manufacturing narratives? I cannot wait to hear his response to that because, of course, he's just going to deny there's no other option other than to deny like he's going to what is he going to say? Like, yeah, I mean, I always I have to do those edits because there's a lot of material in there that's just useless. It's not what he's going to say. He's just going to say that he's the enemy of the establishment. Well, I would say, you know, name the edit, Ben, you know, when, when we, you and I worked together 11 years ago, you know, Jerry Brown was attacking me because the acorn people didn't break the law. But that's not that then they then they do a non sequitur and say, well, I edited the tapes. Well, name the specific edit, name the specific thing that we got wrong. Now, I will say I did have to publish a correction, a very rare correction in this story, because I couldn't I couldn't figure out the name of the people speaking. The person that did, in fact, brand 
uh, Tucker Carlson as a white supremacist was CNN's general counsel. I, I had mislabeled him because I couldn't I couldn't identify him. But that even makes it worse that the general counsel of, of the organization is saying that. But no, we have they can never actually name and edit. All journalism is edited selectively. So words are arranged into sentences and articles on newsprint. But video transfixes in a way that words do not. And I think and I think in this climate, you ha we have to have video. Uh, to to make our to illustrate our point, otherwise they're just going to call us liars if we if we use hearsay or or secondhand sources. You're still called that even if you use videos. And what I find interesting is how he skirted that away um, because he's like, "Well, name the edits." And of course, Ben Shapiro isn't going to name the edits because he isn't here to actually um, push James O'Keefe to answer questions. He's here to have James O'Keefe um, present his story so that his viewers can swallow it up because it all feeds into the same right-wing echo chamber. What do you think is the proper response of conservatives to the confirmation, obviously, of the overwhelming bias? I was wrong, though. He didn't say that he was a rebellious enemy to the establishment. I really thought he was going to take the Trump route. In the media, but also in social media, you've had whistleblowers from various social media companies. Uh, it has now become perfectly obvious that social media companies are militarizing on behalf of them. Uh, there was a study that showed that every social media platform has a bit of a conservative bias and tend to censor uh, left-wing content a lot more than they do right-wing. The only time they really hit the right-wing is when they have so much misinformation that it's detrimental to the public knowledge, or it's racist or bigoted. So, yep. Democratic narratives, as they did in the Hunter Biden story, to literally shut that thing down two weeks out from the election president trump over the past because it is entirely irrelevant uh what uh hunter biden did as a businessman uh to joe biden's election i think what would have been more relevant is to find out what exactly ivanka kushner eric donald all of them were doing while the president was while donald trump was president um and i do remember that a lot of foreign leaders had been renting uh, expensive rooms at Trump hotels in order to earn favor with the president. So there's a way to benefit. And then also, uh, Trump Hotel hosted the Secret Service, to which taxpayers paid for as well. Um, any other profiting that the Trump family or even the Kushner business has received has not been really made available yet. But it kind of makes you wonder, since Trump has been peddling the idea that he wants to pardon uh, his three children, Kushner and Rudy Giuliani. 48 hours has suggested that he might actually veto a defense authorization bill unless there is some sort of massive change to Section 230. What do you think would be a good solution to the overwhelming tsunami of uh, propaganda put forth by one side of the political aisle here? Well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very biased towards, towards my own mission here, but generally I would say expose them. You know, they, they, they have to what, what they fear more than anything else is being exposed. They're masters of psychological projection. They accuse other people of doing the very things that they do, which is funny because I say that of the right wing all the time. Like when Trump said that if we don't repeal uh, 230, uh, he will veto the National Defense Author uh, Authorization uh, Authorization Act because section keeping section 230 is a threat to national security and election integrity while he is undermining the election through his tweets and refusing uh to sign a bill that uh funds our national defense which is, some would consider is a national security threat so 
yeah, they're they're always projecting. The right wing is always projecting. I I'm sure that maybe you know the liberals are of the same, especially neoliberalists, because I mean in in reality they're much closer to conservatives than they are uh, anything progressive. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very funny that he uh, projects that that's what the left wing does. Or that's what CNN does when, in all honesty, that's exactly what the right wing does. And their president has been doing it for a very long time. Uh, you know, he was projecting that it was going to be a rigged election and then asked his voters to mail in two ballots just to test to see if they would only vote once. Okay. The New York Times did that to me when they, after they attacked me after the Minnesota story, saying I use anonymous sources. That's rich. We always show people's lips moving and you can hear their voices. But then we need to expose them. That wasn't true of the post post worker video. That wasn't true of the post worker video. The post worker video, they showed stock footage of uh, or even footage from uh, post offices. And uh, they didn't even show a blurred face and they deepened his voice. So, um, yeah, James O'Keefe just lying right there. We need to. And I think there's a psychological issue where a lot of some people even in the conservative movement uh you know they they drink from that poison chalice they want to be liked by the new york times they don't want to be hated and by the way being hated by these people is not easy being viciously and savagely defamed and attacked constantly is not an easy thing to endure and you don't escape unscathed so i think there's almost like a psychological thing that conservatives have to do where they're not afraid to be defamed and attacked unfairly by these organizations and that's what you have to endure if you want to accomplish the mission the stated mission of revealing their bias their malfeasance i don't think that republicans are afraid of that because they wouldn't say what they what they do say i think what they're actually afraid of is losing their monetary value from being quote-unquote canceled um because of the hate speech or misinformation that they spread uh, their manufacturing consent, you have to be willing to be viciously attacked. Not fun, but uh, I think a worthwhile cause. I'm James McKee, founder and president of Project Veritas. If you want to help them out, head on over to Project Veritas online. They do accepted donations as far as I'm aware. James, really appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for the insight. Thanks, Ben. Uh, well, that was that wonderful juice from the fruit of Ben Shapiro and James O'Keefe spreading more information and really just promoting project veritas that's all it really is especially since they're focusing in on cnn that kind of puts them as the antagonist to cnn and the protagonist of right-wing propaganda rhetoric what have you so uh yeah uh, james o'keefe will probably be proven to be stretching the truth or just outright lying in this specific situation but uh you know that's not any of the concern of the right wing because it benefits them they're not going to hold him accountable for anything. But that is uh, the the end of this very low-budget episode where my internet goes out yet again. And I was so deep in it that I had to do that poor play-it-on-my-phone thing. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to try and get my internet fixed. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't even think I can record this if that's what's going to keep happening. Because I'm sure that sounded horrible playing on my phone. But I want to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast because uh, there is a lot of right-wing narratives to unthread and uh, reread. So if you're into that, please continue listening. Uh, give a review on whatever podcast uh, platform you're uh, listening. And uh, I don't know, check me out on YouTube. 
Talks News. Hit me up on Twitter at AzaWave, A-Z-A-W-A-V. And uh, that's it. That's that's that it is the one of the worst episodes I've ever had because my internet is just letting me down. So I'll catch you next time with a yet another low budget podcast. Love you.